It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be discussing Antonio Reeves entering the NBA draft will be maintaining his eligibility. Going to talk about what this means for Kentucky's roster, what they may need to do in the transfer portal. Speaking of the transfer portal, going to ask the question, is Hunter Dickinson a legitimate prospect for Kentucky? As the longer this thing goes on, the more I feel like him coming down to play for Kentucky uh, seems like a real possibility. So we're going to discuss that today. Going to discuss some of the other candidates uh, that may be uh, in the running for Dickinson's services. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms, and if you're watching on YouTube, it would mean a ton if you subscribe to the show. I've been asking you guys recently, at the top of every show, go ahead and subscribe. Get a lot of fun content coming for you here throughout the off season, and you guys have definitely answered the call. If you're listening on podcast, I really appreciate the people leaving reviews on Spotify and on Apple Podcast as well. I see you guys, and I appreciate you. So make sure wherever you are listening or watching to subscribe, follow, and leave a five star review if you would be willing to do that as well. So Antonio Reeves has decided that he will be entering the NBA draft. Now, the first thing we need to note here is that he will be keeping his options open. Uh, he is open to potentially returning to the Wildcats next season. And I think this move, after processing it, uh, reading some things about what Tristan Ferris, a uh, friend of the program over at Kentucky Insider, uh, some thoughts he shared about this as well. Uh, I think I agree with him, and my stance on this is I'm not necessarily surprised that Reeves decided he wanted to enter, enter the portal. It makes sense, given next year's roster makeup, he entered this season at Kentucky to, to do what? It was to come in and be a bucket getter. It was to come in and be one of the focal points of this offense alongside Oscar Shibway. And sure enough, he was. Reeves averaged 14 points a game, 2.1 rebounds, and assists per contest, and he really turned things up towards the end of the season. Now, it was uh, arguably his worst performance of the year against Kansas State in the uh, in the round of 32, but up until that point, uh, Reeves was on a tear. Since the Auburn game, Reeves went 21, 14, 37, 22, and 22 uh, in Kentucky's games, and it was really, really impressive to see him find his three-point shooting stroke towards the end of the season, unlike Kentucky's small forward last year, Kellen Grady, who was battling an injury. Uh, so it was a very valuable piece, I would argue, to Kentucky's roster last season, uh, Antonio Reeves, and I think that this upcoming year, he would be just as valuable of a piece, but if I were in his position, I probably would not want to stay with Justin Edwards coming in, with Rob Dillingham coming in, with DJ Wagner coming in. On top of that, hey, Reed Shepard's got to play combo guard too uh, if Antonio Reeves ever wants to handle the ball in different sets. So I understand the 
desire to maybe enter the NBA draft and then see where you're at, come back to college, would he transfer again? I'm not quite sure. I think that his role on this Kentucky team could still end up being very valuable to the program. Uh, maybe he's more focused on going and scoring elsewhere. We'll just have to find that out. But Antonio Reeves, I thought, was a, one of the better additions, better portal additions the, the Wildcats have had over the past few seasons. Uh, and it, it is a shame to see him potentially go, um, but I understand the reasons why. He posted and he said this, quote, First of all, I want to thank God because none of this would be possible without him. I also want to thank my family for their unwavering support. My time at Kentucky has been everything I dreamt it would be. Coach Cal and the staff have pushed me to become a better all-around player, and my teammates and I created bonds that will last a lifetime. I want to thank Big Blue Nation. You were the best fans in the country, and we felt your passion all season long and everywhere we went. I've spent time thinking about what's best for me in my future. I've determined that testing the waters and getting information back from the NBA is the best thing for me at this time. I've always dreamt of becoming a professional basketball player, and I'm focused on fulfilling that dream, but I'm keeping my options open. Uh, in case uh, you are wondering, right now, Antonio Reeves is not listed in any NBA mock drafts, uh, if I'm not mistaken, for the upcoming draft class. And I don't think uh, that it is. I think I don't, I don't think that it is in his best interest to test the waters and then decide to stay in the draft. I think at the very least, uh, it would make some sense for Reeves to. I don't know, check out, uh, maybe transferring if his goal is to go back to being the primary scorer for a team or if he decides to return, you know, being what will end up uh, being a very valuable uh, either starter or player off the bench for the Wildcats and their really, really talented starting five. So speaking of those players coming in and speaking of what this rotation look, could look like next year, you've got Justin Edwards at your small forward spot almost definitively. Rob Dillingham, DJ Wagner, uh, like we've already talked about, at your one and two. Antonio Reeves potentially not coming back. Chris Livingston has not announced his decisions as to what he's going to do, but I can only assume uh, at this point, I mean, he's going to enter the draft. It's one of these two players, Reeves or Livingston, I think will come back. If they don't, you may look at C.J. Frederick. That's something that other people have pointed out. Well, what about C.J. Frederick coming back? and being this backup small forward. I'm going to be completely transparent. It's nothing against the kid. I think that he is a, he's a solid man. I I shouldn't say kid. Uh, he's, he's obviously got uh, his priorities straight. I think that he was a very talented shooter. I think he is a very talented shooter. Injury aside, he was not valuable for Kentucky last year. Outside of just being an extra body, to kind of be in that rotation when things got thin, he didn't do anything well. He didn't shoot well. He shot between the Yale game on December 10th and the end of the season against Kansas State. He shot 31% from the floor. He shot 29% from three. He had 1.4 assists, half a rebound, 1.2 fouls on 4.7 points per game. And that, by the way, was in, if I'm not mistaken, about 21 average minutes played. Maybe off on that. So he didn't really statistically do anything well for the Wildcats on offense. 
On defense, I would argue that he was even worse. You can go to Sports Reference, or you can watch it yourself. You can watch it in the NCAA tournament. There were so many times C.J. Frederick just didn't make the right decision, and when he did, could not defend his man. I think I would much rather have Antonio Reeves or Chris Livingston return for the Wildcats and them be as valuable as maybe a transfer portal piece if it comes down to it. We've talked about the transfer portal pieces. We've talked about what Kentucky could need, what Kentucky, uh, what Kentucky could get, what Kentucky may want. Right now, if Reeves and Livingston go, yeah, you need a backup small forward. You, need to, you have to add somebody through the transfer portal, right? If they don't, I think that you may be looking at that front court, right? You may be looking at Uganda Onyenzo. If he decides to leave, you may be looking to add a center. And there are several pieces, by the way. There, there's a kid from Marshall, uh, this seven foot one kid, this freshman that may be of interest to the Wildcats. There's also Hunter Dickinson, who we've continued to talk about. And we had that episode about Dickinson, right? About saying that he's a must get for Kentucky. I think that he would be incredibly valuable in terms of scoring. Uh, Sean Vinzel of Hoops Insight put out an excellent piece explaining why maybe Dickinson's not the best uh, for Kentucky, just simply because he was not a great pick and roll defender. Um, I would push back on that a little bit. I don't. I, I think that it makes sense to maybe look at some better defensive options uh, for sure in the transfer portal. But just because of his scoring prowess alone, his ability to step outside and shoot the basketball as well, I think that makes him a very valuable piece in terms of versatility on the offensive end for Kentucky, I think you've got other pieces that can play uh, alongside uh, Dickinson and be solid defensively. I think Bradshaw uh, is a great spot there, is in a great spot there in the front court as well. So I want to talk about answering the question, is Hunter Dickinson legitimately a good prospect for Kentucky? Is he a possibility? And if so, who else is looking at him? Before I get to that, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. Obviously, as you know by now, we've been talking about it for quite some time. Built Bar is one of the best tasting protein bars out there. They're really, really good for you. And on top of that, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They've got really, really good flavors. We've talked about our favorites on the show. At this point, you should know them by heart. It's caramel, uh, salted caramel, that is, and cookies and cream. You can go order these Built Bars at Built.com. And you could get them online if you would like to, or you can go straight to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. And if I'm not mistaken, you can get along with a couple of other really good uh, uh, flavors like churro or uh, brownie batter. You can also get uh, cookies and cream and salted caramel at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So would highly encourage you guys to go check that out at Built.com or at your local store. Again, Built Bar, one of the best tasting protein bars out there. Would really encourage you guys to try it out. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, continuing along here on the Thursday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl hanging out here with you, 
talked about the roster, talked about what we could be seeing out of Antonio Reeves leaving, uh, but maybe returning for the Wildcats. So we kind of dove into there just discussing needs and wants for Kentucky. Several, several players that the Wildcats could be and are looking at in the portal right now. I want to focus our attention back on a prospect we talked about on the most recent episode, and that's Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson is, I think, the most valuable piece for Kentucky right now in the transfer portal. Now, if Antonio Reeves and Chris Livingston both go, I think it may be of importance to focus on that small forward spot first, as long as Onyenzo stays, that is. If both Onyenzo and Livingston and Reeves go, then I think you've got to focus on both both positions. But here, we're dealing with an interesting situation. We discussed it. Like I said, on the most recent episode, Uganda Onyenzo has not decided, has not announced, rather, that he has decided to enter the transfer portal and leave Kentucky. As of this recording, I am still of the belief that he is going to return for the Wildcats. I think that that is a very possible thing, and I would lean towards him staying. But the longer this goes on, with Uganda not announcing if he will return or if he will enter the transfer portal, the more I think Uganda may be Uganda. I think that he's going to be gone. The longer this goes on, though. So you're looking at Hunter Dickinson, right? He entered the transfer portal and immediately on social media, several people threw out Kentucky's name as the place. Hey, be looking at Kentucky. You got to be taking a look at Kentucky right now. They could be interested in this kid. I don't think Kentucky has even discussed a potential visit yet, if I'm not mistaken, with Hunter Dickinson. But they are one of the major players, I think, right now in the race for, for Hunter Dickinson. Now, there are a few other pieces that I think need to fall into place. First of all, some of these other big-time blue blood programs may be finding their way with some other pieces that maybe either are in the transfer portal and or maybe are on their team and deciding whether or not they want to enter their NBA draft. What I'm thinking of right now is Duke. Uh, Kyle Filipkowski, Filipkowski, I should say, may be entering uh, the NBA draft. If he doesn't and he decides to return to Kentucky, which I've not checked to see if he has, Duke would probably be off the table. Dickinson's probably going to look for a place where he can be the starting center and he can get the minutes uh, at, uh, at that school. Kansas is a possibility. Maryland is also a possibility. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, there are some assistants on Maryland staff that have some type of relationship with Dickinson. Syracuse has uh, strong ties to, I think, the AAU team that Dickinson played for in high school. Uh, Villanova was recruiting recruiting Dickinson out of high school. Georgetown is another piece there. And then also, apparently, a return to Michigan is possible. Based on what I've seen, I think Georgetown, Syracuse, and Kentucky, and Kansas are probably the four teams we really need to be looking at here. 
The new coach for Georgetown, previously at Providence, we just played him, Ed Cooley, has, uh, according to 24-7 Sports, a real relationship with Dickinson because he recruited Dickinson to go play for Providence pretty hard. Uh, Just based on an article that 24-7 Sports put out, they also say that Illinois is in the running. I don't necessarily know if I would agree with that to go to the uh, Fighting Illini over maybe some of these schools. Again, I just think I think simply because of the coaching ties that the Orange and the uh, and the Hoyas have uh, for Hunter Dickinson, I, I think that those two spots maybe make more sense. And I think Kansas makes sense because it's a high-profile school that just lost, if I'm not mistaken, their starting center uh, to graduation, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that Dickinson would probably slide in there. And I think we've talked about it before. Based on Kansas's scheme, I think that he would really fit in offensively for what they want to do. So I think those are the three teams that Kentucky is, is going up against right now. I don't have any insider information on who's reached out, who he's genuinely interested in, who he doesn't necessarily care for, all that good stuff. But I, I do think that right now Kentucky is one of those four schools or amongst the few that are truly in contention for this kid and his services. Like we've already mentioned, he's a versatile piece that I think would pair well with Aaron Bradshaw. He's an offensive threat. I think a little bit more of an offensive threat than what Uganda and Yenzo could pan out to be. I think clearly right now Dickinson would be the better option there. So if you're looking to make a trade here, if you're looking to make a swap and say Uganda can go and do whatever he wants, we can look for a center to recruit from the class of 2024, and we can just sit here and say, you know what, screw it, we're riding with Dickinson for one year, and we're going to make us some type of push at a national title run. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Then I think having his experience on a roster that's probably going to be very young if you don't bring in some more transfers here makes sense. I think bringing in that veteran experience makes sense. So to answer the question, is Hunter Dickinson a legitimate prospect for Kentucky? I would say that he would fit just as well as he would at Kansas, Syracuse, or Georgetown. And I think that Kentucky is in the running. I want to see Uganda and Yenzo make a decision. I want to see him make a decision. I can only assume that this coaching staff is having conversations pushing him to decide, 
trying to get him to, I guess at this point, figure out if he wants to enter the portal, and if so, where does he want to potentially end up? I'm sure that this staff would help him out with that as well. Uh, But the longer that this waits, the more I think it's likely. The Wildcats are probably going to be picking up a Wolverine, and we'll just have to wait and see. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Listen, I really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. But if you've not checked out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast with Andy Patton and Isaac Shade, they are excellent. Absolutely excellent. The national championship just wrapped up with UConn winning it all. Shout out to UConn. Shout out to the Huskies. I mean, they just put together a very, very solid team uh, this season. Had one of the most dominant runs in NCAA tournament history. Shade and Patton are going to be discussing uh, the national title for the Huskies. They're going to be looking ahead to the future, probably going to be talking a good bit about the Wildcats and what they could be next year. I'm actually going to be talking a good bit about what the Wildcats could be next year relative to everyone else on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Kentucky, so make sure you stay tuned for that. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDahl underscore. You can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.